0: So much for coming in because we had we had a great chat the other day on the phone. Because so I speak to everybody before we record the podcast, and I just was so fascinated by what you were telling me. So I'm really looking forward to talking to you. And um you had been working with young people. Sorry, your social enterprise is called Lightwork. Mm-hmm. And you've been working with young people, and you saw this frustration that there was with waiting and lists and young people who needed support. And there wasn't anything there for them. So, tell us in a nutshell what light work is.
1: Yeah, so light work, it did grow out of a place of frustration, sort of my frustration working with young people and families, and how difficult it was to get the support, and how slow that support was in making a, a lasting and sustainable impact in young people's mental health. And I think the figures kind of bear that out. So at that point when I was seeing people one-to-one, one after another, I started to go, you know, there must be a better way. I suppose there was a moment for me, I saw a quote by Dr. Nigel Firth of Hopeful Minds, which is another amazing project, and it said, you know, sooner or later, we have to stop pulling people out of the river and go upstream and figure out why they're falling in. And that really sang to me. And at that point, I thought, it's not enough to what we do at the minute is, and we do a really good job of educating young people about mental health. There's some great programs doing that for sure. And we identify young people that are struggling. We do really good job of that. You know, teachers are great at that. Um, And then we signpost them or we refer them. But at that point, things get really slow and, and not so effective. The rate of engagement is difficult. And so at that point I thought, why do we wait until we target and identify and we begin to see signs of struggle. And it occurred to me that, like, all of us are going to struggle, you know, like, it's not like these are people that are going to hit tough times, but the rest of us are fine.
0: No, it's everybody.
1: Yeah, the reality is every single one of us is going to have a bereavement or a toxic relationship of one kind or another or even a, a, losing a pet, lo- a you know? disappointment, yes. anything. Yeah. We're all failing exams that, you know, getting to uni and really struggling with massive life changes and transitions and diagnoses and all sorts of stuff. Every single one of us are going to hit tough times, the human condition. So how about we give everyone the skills and tools and knowledge that you would get when you went to therapy before you need them. It's almost like a vaccine for your mental health. So prevention rather than treatment. And I thought, whoa, so how would we do that then for young people? And that's where this all began was the statutory sector are not necessarily equipped to be innovative and creative and to seek outside the box. And so that's what I did two years ago. I just handed in my notice and started to research. And I did about 18 months of global research figure. How do other countries do this? What exactly do we want to do? And how is it done well elsewhere? And how can we take that and create something really special? Northern Ireland is in a uniquely powerful position to do this work. We have an intergenerational trauma crisis from years of civil conflict that we've all lived through. And on top of that, then we have all of the, our own sort of issues and let, let's let use all of that to create something that the rest of the world can look to as an, an excellence. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness,
0: I know you're just blowing my mind with it because you're right, it needs to be prevention and we, we should be taught how to do that. We should be taught that from early days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me what is the structure of work? then? What do you do? So what we do, we have two core programmes and then we add on. So our two core programs are we have our our family support program which works therapeutically. So I'm an all of our therapeutic techniques, it's not talking therapy or counselling, we work somatically and from the bottom up. And by that I mean we work with regulation techniques which underpin any mindset, behavior change, or counseling work. Okay, so, so so somatic talk about somatic therapy. So somatic, somatic therapy I suppose the best way to look at it is that our cognitive brain understands what's going on and is thinking things through. And that's approximately 5% of our brain's capacity is Mm -hmm. dedicated to all of that, five to 10%. Mm. The other 90 to 95% is internally scanning what's going on and getting messages from your body up to your brain. Rather than messages from the top down. So we work with modalities that release trauma in that way. It sounds very sciencey, and it is, it's based in neuroscience. It, there's a bit of positive psychology around that too, but really it's based in neuroscience. And that's what I get really geeky about when I'm talking. And that's why the year and a half research was so fruitful because what we've created is a way of teaching this to people that they can regulate their nervous system and their emotions in a really powerful way so that things you learn in counseling mindset work and behavior changes that you want to make actually work. We all know that, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like that everybody recognizes like, if I talk about, you know, if you have a big row or if you've made a new year's resolution, you've decided I'm not gonna do that anymore. I know it's really bad for me. I am not doing that anymore. And if you think of like any young person or anyone with an addiction, even if it's a couple of glasses of wine in the evening or a packet of biscuits when you've had a hard day, Mm -hmm. it's still something you do, which makes you feel better. And when you decide to stop it, you do really well until a big emotion is present like you have a big row with your partner and immediately you're halfway down the packet before you even realize you're eating the biscuits again right been there yeah so that applies in a wider sense as well so you'll have young people that really shout out in class are really like have aggressive and challenging behaviors and and are sabotaging their own success in life and they are guilty and ashamed. They hate the way they behave and they're having exactly the same thought process we are when we go, why do I do that? Why do I get on like that? What What is my life gonna be like if I can't stop this? And so the modalities that we teach are ones that very quickly regulate your system and allow you your, the conscious part of your brain to be back in control really quickly. And so when you learn those, you feel them working and you get good at them. It just is a fast track to making deliberate choices instead of acting in ways that you hate yourself for afterwards. Mm-hmm. So give me an example then of some of the techniques. Oh, okay. So core techniques that we came up with, this was all over the world. We re- There's some fascinating research that has been done. Um, core techniques that work really reliably i'll tell you the shopping list when i went okay my fishing net went i just uh-huh. trawled the world every disaster zone what worked to deal with trauma and to regulate emotion in people's bodies so that they could create and maintain solutions. So EFT, incredibly powerful, emotional freedom technique, or tapping, really simple to learn. It's one of the top four most evidenced psychological interventions in the world. I Don't know why more people don't know about it. Well, I think it's one of those things that whenever you see it for the first time, you go, "I dead
0: on." Yeah, because really I rude. saw I saw Paul McKenna doing. I think he had was one of his. Paul McKenna, I can change your life type shows. Oh, I can yeah. make you lose weight or whatever. And he had people, they had elastic bands and, then, and they were doing the tapping. So it was like, was it this two fingers kind of tapping your yeah, you whatever?
1: Can, you can tap lots of different ways. There's various different types, but yeah, you, you can do a full script and use it therapeutically when you do the top of the head, side of your eyebrow, the corner of your eye, on your cheekbone, under your nose, crease of your chin, two collarbone points. We go each fingernail and then on your karate chop point and then your heart. And that's really quite simple to learn, but nobody is going to be doing that in the middle of class now, are they? No, no, no absolutely not. Exactly. No. <clears throat> and so we took these well-researched and evidence-based, the science behind these is really robust. A five minute EFT tapping session will reduce the amount of cortisol and adrenaline in your bloodstream by almost 60%. And so at that point, we start to take these techniques really seriously and wonder, the design thinking process with 3J come up with how might we make this really practical and usable for young people in everyday life. And so we adapted them. We ran it by young people and said, what do you think of that? Would you do that? They went, no, not in a million years. And we went, OK, what about this? And between us all and lots of focus groups, we got how, so with tapping you can lean your hand on the desk and do the top of your head And if you can also just drum your fingers on your forehead and sweep those facial points They get stimulated and then you can do that one on your collarbone inside your blazer Your fingernails under the desk and you've done a round of tapping without anyone ever knowing So That's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the checklist was they have to be free all the techniques have to be free of charge Need no equipment. I don't want any young person to need something to be able to regulate and not be able to afford it, <clears throat> or for somebody to have a designer one, and you're yeah. sh- don't want or to. Or for them it not present. to have it in their possession at the moment they need. Yeah, mm. exactly. So this, like in the back of the car, outside a club, wherever you are. So they tend to use body parts, but so free of charge, no equipment. They have to be involuntary. So they have to work, even if you don't believe in them, even if you don't want it to work. These will work. They work in your body. Your conscious mind can't control the regulation. It's like a reflex you're triggering. So we activate the vagus nerve, is is what we do, the vagal break. And so they're involuntary. So even if you're in a complete panic, these will reverse a panic attack. These will settle everything down really fast. So yeah, free of charge, can be used really discreetly, no equipment needed. Um, And it's quick. And it's quick. And it's not complicated. Not complicated. So, you, um, emotional freedom technique was the tapping. Yeah. What were the others? Breath work. Controlled breath is really powerful. Breath is a survival technique, it's one of the only ones that you can consciously control. I mean, you can't sit here and say, oh, I'm going to stop beating my heart for a second. You can with your breath, but because it's life threatening, it gets a really high priority in your brain. So when you're, the way you're breathing tells your brain how safe your environment is, literally. And it'll listen to it over lots more cognitive evidence. It'll overrule that and go, I don't care what you're saying. If you're breathing like that, it's safe and you can calm down. Really strange how our brain works. We have Stone Age brains really a lot of the time. So yeah, so controlled breath. So we took lots of amazing research, Action Trauma brought some people over um, a couple of years ago and did a two day immersive conference in breath work. These techniques have been used in some of the biggest natural disasters in the world, global and the results are outstanding. So let's let's make that practical, accessible. And so we co-created so we have like a roller coaster that you can use your hand to breathe in, on the way up your finger, pause at the top and breathe out on the way down. And then that becomes a little NLP trigger that feeling of your finger. So NLP comes into some of the techniques as well. So we'll set an NLP trigger, which anchors you to an emotional state. You can learn how to, this is all stuff we would have done in therapy, but you can learn this and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know? It's not rocket science. So yep, yeah, controlled breath work. Huge. And about 60% of the young people we've piloted this week, they tell us breathwork really works for them. And they use that. And again, it's really discreet. Yeah, it so, can just be sitting in class yeah. and it's just... Now, it's slower than the other techniques. So what we suggest is you get an orchestra, you start to understand how your body responds and you might tap is really... Tapping is really particularly good for agitated emotions like anger and and like extreme sadness or fear. You regulate that with tapping and then you're ready to breathe and just clear the rest of it. And now you're ready to make some good decisions and different choices than you might otherwise have made. This is unbelievable. And then you had mentioned havening, self-havening. Yeah, havening is a fabulous technique, works really, Vivian McKinnon, does that up in hydroways and it worked. Is unreal. Unknown, it is is unreal. Vivian is just, amazing. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've spoken to her. She's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's taking techniques that are used to incredible effect therapeutically and making them a self-help, really simple, easy, accessible tool that we can all use. So self-havening is done, I make it really simple, um, and it's ha- arms, hands, face, and you literally just ten of each this is not therapeutic havening but it absolutely regulates your system super fast so you cross your arms top of your shoulders and you stroke to your elbow on the outside of your arm and you count backwards from ten nine right. Yeah, just like so that. It's like you're giving yourself a hug first. Yeah, yeah arms Breathe across. Deep, yeah. yeah, slow while you do your arms. So that's arms. The next one is hands, and I suggest you put your hand up and pretend there's a marble on it. Mm-hmm. Hold the marble with the other hand, and you're going to roll that marble all the way. Oh, up and down okay. Your so you're right. Yeah. So it's like a without motion. dropping it. Yeah. So you're right. just stroking the whole length of your hand, and you're going to count that backwards from 10. ten. nine down to zero. That's the second movement, and the third one is your face. So you start at your eyebrows and just draw a heart down the sides of your face. That's one and backwards from ten. So you do ten, 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 hands, arms, face. And you will feel like when I do this with groups of kids in school, they're literally kind of slumping sideways. After chill. The right. yeah. And how does
0: that one work then? Because I know with the, um, the EFT, it's, you, you had explained to me on the phone, yeah. actually, it's like um, an emotion is an energy in motion. So this frees it and yeah. lets the so, energy go. So what about
1: the healing? Is it the same? It's very similar. So if you imagine EFT, what you're actually doing is tapping on the places you'd put a needle in an acupuncture session. So what acupuncture is doing is re- releasing energy blocks. So if you have a big energy of anger in you or frustration, it's stuck. And so when you tap on those needle points, you energetically just shift that through and release it. And havening doesn't release emotion in that way, but it settles everything down. So havening is really good for going to sleep. If you have racing thoughts or you've revised and you're worried about stuff and you can't sleep at night, lots of young people struggle with sleep. It's a game changer. You can have it for literally two sets of ten and you'll be out like a light and you tend not to wake up so much during the night either. You'll get a much deeper and a healthier sleep rhythm where you get proper REM sleep and deep sleep.
0: Okay, that's interesting because I know um, whenever I used to work, I used to work till eleven o'clock on the radio at night, yeah. and then sometimes, noise. So I'll, I'll I'll work till twelve. I'm like at home, my brain's going, duh, 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 yeah. duh. and I can't. I was even when I worked in bars, and I, I you, you come home and you're like wide awake when you should be tired. So same sort of. Oh, it works. Yeah. amazing. It's so effective for that. It really is. It's a game changer. So talk to me then about um obviously you you, you want to go to schools um and deliver this, or you, you do go to schools and talk need to sort of move to the social enterprise side of this then. So yeah,
1: and so. When we discovered all this, so there was some brilliant research done like in Sandy Hook after the school massacre. They did a big piece of research in the whole community and what is most effective. And so we cherry picked from all of these sort of global research and we chose the five most successful things you can do. So brain spotting was the most successful technique. To recover from trauma and to regulate the emotions, so brain spot and EFT, all we picked the top five, and then we thought, so what do we do with these? How, what is the most effective way? to make an impact in mental health in Northern Ireland using what we now know. So at that point, I, well, I don't know, I'm just me. So we teamed up with Queen's a fabulous research team at the Centre for Evidence and Social Innovation, Erin Gilday over there and Susan Miller said, right. Okay, let's work together. Let's, let's do some research into social emotional learning and Tally Sherratt and Sarah Blakemore's research, Sarah Blakemore's research on the teenage brain. And we thought, this is the age at which we can make the biggest change, the biggest impact. Neurologically, there's some particularly special neuroplasticity happening through that period of adolescence. And so we went, okay, let's target it there. And then we went through the design thinking process with three jungs went to how might we teach this? And then it got really exciting. Then we went to thousands of young people, then Invest NI got involved and gave us some money to research with Learnavate and Trinity College in Dublin. And all these amazing, brilliant minds got together and created what i went to young people and said what do you think we should call this and they said well we are really sick of grown-ups telling us what'll work and what'll do because she's all having a clue so we suggest (laughs) that you're a wee bit more respectful and call it instead of saying do this or this will work just call it try this and that has become really effective because they're absolutely right i will teach all five techniques but i don't know which one will work best for an individual Neuro system, but they will feel it, and that's what happens. So we we'll get the mm-hmm. evaluations in, and like some will say, tapping's amazing; it has changed my life. I taught it to my dad, and now he uses it as well. It, it's why aren't we taught this sooner? This is incredible. And other kids' evaluations will say the breath works incredible, but I don't know why you bother teaching tapping because it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, and, everybody's different, mm-hmm. and that's it. so try this, and out of those techniques one of them is going to hit and then you have a tool for life. It's unbelievable. So but are you are you delivering this in schools or are you what's the so we are babies we are just little like Mm -hmm. this was started two years ago and we got stuck in we spent 18 months research and all of that. We developed the program with Queen's and then we launched it at the Intergenerational Trauma Conference with Action Trauma in January, which was just incredible. It felt like a big celebration. And then COVID arrived and all the schools closed and we were left. So just when we needed it, it was. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We need it more than ever now. So we managed to find schools that were open in Jersey. We flew over to Jersey and delivered it in a school there and got all the evaluation data. So we know now that it works and we're kind of ready to go. We're, we're ready to launch in the next academic year. Okay. So as a result of doing the podcast then, do you, who,
0: who do you want to connect with? What do you want to happen
1: now? What's the what's going on? I think, you know, if we think for one minute that we the crisis we had in young people's mental health has gone away through COVID, you've got to think again. I mean, the figures that came in in 2020 are really frightening. The percentage increase in young people under 18's prescribed sleeping medication is really shocking. The safeguarding issues are up 71%. Like we really need this and we need it delivered to scale as quickly as possible. And one of the conversations I had recently with a group up in Belfast Met that really touched me, the kids were getting really angry. Going, why do we not know this? Why do we not get taught this? The, like, life is so hard for us. The, you know, the suicide statistics for young males in particular, but young people generally in Northern Ireland are shockingly high. And they're going, why do we not know this? This is so powerful. And that's where we need to get to is every young person whose mental health ends up in crisis is a young person we have failed. This knowledge is is there. We Mm. know this and we know it works. So if you are in crisis, we have let you down. What we need to do now is get really serious about getting regulation techniques out there because people can't engage, no amount of behavior management, motivational work, and behavior management is punishment and reward and everything around that. If you try to use those techniques with a young person who isn't behaving consciously, they're not choosing to behave that way, which means they can't choose differently. And at that point, what you create is a sense of failure and guilt and shame, and that's what I sat with for years in therapy with young people. And so, we—the onus is on us now—to get 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 our heads together and figure out how do we make an impact on the waiting list in CAMS by giving them this before they reached the incident in their life that tips them over the edge and puts them on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. How many young people would never need to be on a waiting list if they had these techniques before the thing happened?
0: Yeah, if they felt that they had some method of control yeah. over, over their yeah. their emotions. Now you've brought with you today some, um, we've got wax melts and <laughs> candles. So t- talk to us about this. It's called oh. Candles for Consent. but.
1: Con S-C-E-N-T. Yeah, that's so cute. So two of the young women that were working in Lightwork NI, and they were actually on the board, because our board members are young women. And what we started to realise from all of the interviews and the research we were doing with young people was they told us that... Very often the thing, you know, that thing I talked about that pushes them over the edge, it's relationships and it's around, Mm -hmm. you know, it's either toxic friendships, it's relationships with mum and dad, family relationships, not only friendships, but romantic relationships at that age that you become very invested in that fall apart. And there's a huge problem in Northern Ireland with consent education. We are the only part of the United Kingdom that doesn't have mandatory, consistent consent and sex education content. Why? I have no idea. We just haven't quite managed to get our act together in Northern Ireland. Right. Now we know that mandatory, consistent sex and consent education works in schools because in the rest of the UK that has reduced sexual assault and the incident rates in schools by something like 25%. And that happened about three years ago. Okay. So we know it works, but we still haven't managed to do that yet in Northern Ireland. So young people were telling us sexual assaults, the gen- all of the education around consent and sexual entitlement and all of the muddy waters around that is a major issue for them. These aren't my words. These are all the young people. That have spoken up in our groups and so we decided to fund it ourselves and the girls came up with candles for consent and started to make beautiful luxury soy really nice. vegan candles and wax melts mm. they've been selling them all around the markets in Northern Ireland and what I love actually is that they sell out regularly a couple of cents have sold out in a couple of days But nobody is really buying them because of the cause behind them. I think a lot of people don't even know. Just like it. Yeah. They just love the candle. So yeah, and that exclusively funds consent education in youth groups and in schools that sits alongside the mental health work. That's unbelievable. It's amazing that they're... They're out
0: there, they've made them, they're go- and they've put so much time and yeah. and care into this. Yeah, That's check unbelievable.
1: Out their Instagram page is really good and has lots of information around consent and what it is and what it isn't as well. Mm-hmm. So really worth checking out. The girls are great.
0: So people can go and check out Canvas for Consent, which is mm-hmm. um, part of Lightworks. It's a social it part- enterprise
1: within mm-hmm. Lightwork.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then people who want to get in touch with you that are
1: like, I love that. I have a, please come to my school, please come to my sports group, youth group. Yep, absolutely. And what we're doing at the minute actually is training facilitators. And by the way, like Northern Ireland has been one of the last places. Like we, we train the schools in Jersey, we're booked to go over and train in Poland. We're looking at New Zealand. You know, there are lots of other countries that are going, that's such a good idea. All those regulation techniques absolutely come. So let's get it out Northern Ireland. Let's train teams of facilitators and get them out into schools. Train Brilliant. staff teams, school counsellors, key members of staff. Another school recently was training all of their year heads so that they can then deliver the programme. It's at the minute, the full programme is over 10 sessions. And here's the thing that makes it different. We do 10 sessions with young people and then we do a webinar for all of their parents. So parents learn the same techniques their kids do, which means they parent more consciously. They tend not to scream and yell so much. They're more able to regulate and then have a conversation because we know that whole families need to learn this stuff. And then we do a 90 minute session with teachers. So they teach more consciously, they manage behavior using regulation instead of punishment and reward, which is much more effective. And so whole communities begin to just make a wee shift into how we deal with challenging behavior and dysregulated emotion. This is why I love social
0: enterprise because so many of the people I speak to through this podcast are people who have just been like, I see a need and I need to, I have to do something about that. Yeah. And then you, you dedicate so much of your heart and did you mm. say you left your job and now you're, yes. and it is. but also the impact that you're going to have as a result of that. It's not just on you. It's on, it's going to be on hundreds of thousands of people,
1: families I for really, generations. I really hope so. So and important. That's the point of power. You know, if we can make an impact on young people, we're making an impact on young parents who will then raise a generation who were parented by regulated, conscious, people and that yeah Northern Ireland needs that. Definitely. Northern Ireland
0: definitely needs that so you're definitely one to watch Kerry so um what is the web address? Lightworkni.org Lightworkni.org well I'm going to keep an eye on you. Oh thank See you, you thank shine so light.
1: Much. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All done?